everybody. This is the Venus and Mars podcast, and I'm your host, Anya Shack. I'm a culture and trend strategist, researcher of all things hunter-gatherer, and I'm devoted to healing the divide between men and women. So if you like what you hear and you're on Team Unite Venus and Mars, then join me in growing the movement by hitting subscribe. Now let's get straight into the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, Today, I'm going to do another solo episode, and I really just want to get straight into it. I want to talk about the life stages of men. So the thing about men is that they're super singular focused, okay? This is something I've talked about a couple of different times. You think about the hunter, he's out there, he has to be extremely focused to, to hunt the boar, right? This has evolved for adaptive reasons. It's really important for a hunter to be really focused while watching camp at night. This is really important for men. Meanwhile, a gatherer had to kind of keep all things in her mind at once. This is why women are are great at multitasking. So unfortunately, today, these days, we don't really celebrate a man's singular focus. We don't really like get him energized about it. We kind of compare him to women and we we kind of ask ourselves, why can't he multitask like a woman? This is something that is pretty common. I just, I feel that in conversations and just the way that men and women relate to each other in, in media. Um, and one of my favorite quotes of all time is uh, from the OG, amazing uh, woman who essentially has been researching men and women for decades. I always call her like the OG magical grandma of partnership and relationship. And she always says, your man is not a hairy woman. So this is true the other way as well, right? Like to the gentleman, your woman is not a less hairy man. That means, can we possibly celebrate how different we are from each other? Can we think that maybe we have really awesome reasons for why we do what we do? And then could we support each other in being that way? and even just kind of celebrate each other for for those differences. And so today, I want to kind of talk about how, because men are truly singular focused in in their pursuits, it's it's why they can build a highway in in the matter of a month, right? It's this like intense singular focus that that has men able to kind of do crane operator jobs. Um, They just do these things for the betterment of society, and they're able to focus all in on this one thing, because they have this grander goal and vision in mind. Um, And this is true on a macro scale as well. So once I kind of understood this difference between men and women and that men are singular focused, whereas women have a more diffused focus or a little more um, able to multitask, I, I learned also from Alison Armstrong that men are just one task at a time people. And the same is true for like, um, like in a macro sense for the general disposition of their lives. And so what she talks about is how there are five extremely distinct life stages of men. Okay. Um, she talks about this in her book, the amazing development of men also in queen's code. So it's really interesting. She uses this mid- medieval terminology and here are the five stages. Okay. The five stages are page, knight, prince, king, and sage. She uses this medieval terminology, which makes it makes so much sense. Um, and I actually had a friend recently who I was talking to about this. She commented how in her as she's teaching some of her children in homeschooling right now, they're going through the like medieval terminology and knights and kings. And they it's funny because the stages are kind of built into 
the the way that men's lives went back then, if you think about medieval times. Um, I like it, but I kind of feel like there might be better ways to to talk about the stages um, in this like modern 2023 sense. So I've I've kind of renamed some of the stages to to a new name. And so I'm just going to kind of go through each of the five stages and what's really important about them. Okay. So the page stage, okay, this is boyhood. It is the stage from birth through puberty and it's it's all categorized by challenge, skill development, boys testing themselves. Um, essentially, Allison calls it the page stage because essentially a page is a, a night wannabe. He's like the nine-year-old. He's looking at the 16-year-old like, oh, I want to go out and go on all those adventures with all the boys and I want to be just like you and I want to be out until dark. He just can't wait to be able to have these um, big adventures. Another super important aspect of the stage is this innate desire to be the hero, to save the day. Okay. And I really like the idea of calling the stage, the little hero stage. So great example. Uh, There's a teacher. Okay. She's a elementary school teacher. And there's a boy in class who's not doing very well. He seems to be kind of just like slumping his shoulders at his chair. He's not doing well in his homework. He's not turning stuff in. There seems to be something wrong. Um, The kind of typical way to handle this for most teachers is to kind of criticize or say, what's wrong? Like, you're not turning in your homework. Like, you're not doing things well. Don't you want to do well? And kind of just criticizing him for for, I guess, what he's not doing well in the moment. But the a much better way to deal with this, this situation, a much better way to deal with a boy that's like, you know, 10, 11 years old is to actually treat him like a little hero. He's clearly uninspired. He's clearly unmotivated. But what we know about this stage is that these little boys want to be heroes. They want to save the day. So instead of criticizing them, it's far more effective to say something like, hey, do you mind staying after class and helping me hang up all those posters? You're so great at hanging these up or you're so good at doing this or I would love your help. I can't possibly reach all the way to the top. I would love it if you would help me. I know you can do it. I know you'll find a way, right? Kind of inspire, inspire that. And what this is called is it's actually called the call of the feminine. So in adult relationships, like this is something that men crave. Men crave to be, you know, asked for support, asked for help, to be like wanted and needed by the feminine. And the same is true for little boys as well in this stage, right before they hit puberty. They they want to be wanted and needed. It kind of awakens their masculinity. So it's really important to kind of understand this. This is zero essentially through puberty. The next stage is the night stage, right? It's right after puberty and it lasts through the late 20s or early 30s. So this is all about going on those big adventures that the page was dreaming about. So this is essentially like the 19-year-old taking that summer internship in Singapore, even though he's never left his like small town in Ohio. This is like adventure. This is all about no matter what, I'm going to say yes to fun, risk, and adventure. Adventure, adventure, adventure. And competition, competition is a really important part of this. So this is like, I got to be the best. I got to show what I'm made of. So if you think about early hunter gathers, right after puberty, this, I mean, this is 
at puberty is when the boys went on their rite of passage, where they're taken out into the wilderness. Will they survive for four days without food or water? They come back as men, right? And then they start to hone in their skills, their fighting, their um, ability to test themselves physically. So based on that, I really like the idea of calling this a warrior. This is like a warrior stage. It makes more sense to me than a knight, you know, just based on um, what this, this stage is all about. And so if you think about relationships, plenty of plenty of young men in their 20s and early 30s date, even get married, um, have make relationships work. But what's really important during this stage is that the relationship won't work if he can't be adventurous, if he can't go on these adventures and, and say yes to things that are challenging. So it's really important to note that usually relationships don't work out when they have to choose between the relationship and adventure, especially in this stage. So it's really important. Right around 30s, okay, and all the way through 40, maybe sometimes 45, this is called the prince stage, okay? This stage is all about building. So you were a page and then you were a knight or let's use my new terminology, you were a little hero and then you became a warrior. You really got to test your limits. You got to see what you were made of. And now you've got to figure out what the hell you're going to do with this life, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to create? Men always talk about a legacy. What will you regret if you die tomorrow? Well, I didn't create my legacy. I didn't build my legacy. Like, what did I really do that was worthwhile? Um, and this is super, super important for men in general. And so the prince stage, and she calls it the prince stage because essentially the prince is a king wannabe, just like the page is a knight wannabe. He sees a king, right? A king has a castle, a king has a kingdom, a king has a family, a king has something that he's built, something that he's respected and admired for, but the prince doesn't have it yet. So now it's time to build, Okay. And so I actually like the idea of calling this the builder stage because it just makes so much sense. This is what a prince is gonna is doing. He's building. Uh, he's building his kingdom. And so the stage is kind of comprised of three sub-stages. So if you think about early prince, middle prince, and late prince. So in my terminology, you'd think maybe like early builder, middle builder, late builder. So the early builder essentially decides what am I going to build and where? So... This is the guy who's like, okay, done with college, worked a few internships, figured it out. Okay, I know I'm really good at, let's just use a, a building example. I'm going to be a contractor. I'm going to set up my business. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to start my business. So he, he starts. The middle prince is 100% focused on building. This is essentially like, say yes to every opportunity, always put in the work, 100% focused on this. So if we think about the man's singular focus, right? The little hero, save the day, the warrior, competition, adventure, the prince or the builder, let's call him the builder, building. Obvious, right? <laughs> so it makes sense. Um, the late prince or the late builder, he starts to kind of look up a little. It's like, oh man, I've been building. I've been working at this for 10, maybe 15 years. He's like, is it ready yet? Have I done it yet? And there's another really important thing to think about with this um, that I want to speak to. There are two types of princes. Okay. So Alison Armstrong talks about them as princes. I like to say builders. There are two types of builders. One type believes that he should commit to a woman before building 
and kind of utilize her support and build together, right? Power couple dynamic, let's build from nothing together. While the other type feels like he won't have anything to offer a woman until he's done building. So he goes it alone. I got to say, like in my 20s, when I was dating guys that were like in their early 30s, I remember I was just, I would just be frustrated. A lot of them were just like maybe early princes, early builders. They were just starting to figure out what they were going to do. And they they didn't have the capacity to think about relationship quite yet. And I remember catching men in those stages of their lives. And now I know, right, this was an early builder. He was a hundred percent focused on what he was going to build and where, and um, just didn't work out. They just wouldn't let me in. And I, and I learned so much about men during this time in my life. And I just dated lots of people over and over again. And I was always just so obsessed with the, with the idea of love and, and relationship. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, me and why I'm here, little tangent, like trying to understand men, right. Cause I, I wanted love. So this has kind of been my MO since then. Um, and so it's definitely become part of like my mission here and, and what I'm meant to share and taking all of those heartbreaks and kind of translating them and, and understanding what was actually going on so that I can share this stuff with you guys. So um, Prince number twos, right? The ones that want to build alone. Then there's Prince number ones or the builder number ones, right? I'm still trying to get my terminology right. So they uh, want to commit to a woman beforehand. And so a lot of them do, but most relationship conflicts occur during this time, right? Because he's super hyper-focused on building. He actually just doesn't have enough attention to give to his woman, right? And the deal is, if you think about a middle prince, the way Allison talks about, or a middle builder, um, it's almost like you think about his brain space, like... um, she talks a lot about, it's almost as if he's got this RAM space, right? RAM space on the computer. And you just think about like 98% of it is taken over by the thing he's building, right? And a lot of times women can get upset and like, why doesn't he care about me? Why doesn't he spend time with me? Why doesn't he think more about me? Why doesn't he remember things? He's got this big vision, right? He's trying to build you a castle. And he's so hyper-focused on building the castle he he really just kind of checks out from the presence that's required from him for many women. And I think what women do, like we talked about earlier, is they want to treat a man like a hairy woman. So they're thinking, he obviously doesn't care about me. He obviously forgets everything that's important to me. I'm not important to him. Meanwhile, that's just not how a man is built. A man is just, it's like not his, again, his ram is taken up by the building that he's doing mainly for the woman in his life, right? What he's looking for is clear and direct communication. So the mistake that a lot of a lot of women make is they don't they don't tell men what's going on. They don't remind them. They just expect them to remember and then they kind of lead them into this like pool of darkness where they almost like, you know, expect them to forget so that they can be mad at them, right? And that creates so much division and just confusion and unnecessary just turmoil in the relationship. Whereas what he'd actually prefer, because he's already committed to you, he already loves you. He's building you a castle. He would just like some like positive, affirmative reminders. Like, hey, don't forget this party is next Friday night. Hey, don't forget we have this. Hey, don't forget. 
And as opposed to treating him like a woman who should remember all the things because we women do remember things like that specific to social engagements and relationship building. That's our domain. He's not, that's not his domain. He's building you the castle. So a lot of women really go through these issues where they just, they, they hold back information and they, they don't speak their truth. And they, they, they think they shouldn't have to remind their man um, of things, but he's a middle prince, right? He's a middle builder. That's the whole essence of, of this moment that he's in. He, he actually is asking to be reminded, um, but not in a sullen attitude filled way in a way that's like, Hey, don't forget. I know you're busy. I know you're building, but like, we got to remember these things. They're important to me. And when a man has already committed to a woman, what's important to her is also important to him. So it just takes more communication and to stop pretending like he's a woman and understand this like Ram space analogy. So yeah, that's the builder stage, right? Just to recap, we've got the three sub stages, early builder, mid builder, late builder. So next stage is the king stage. Aha, he's arrived, but not quite yet. There's an important thing that every man goes through before he becomes a king at like towards the end of his prince stage or his builder stage, it's called the tunnel. Alison Armstrong calls it the tunnel in her work. And we're going to go with the tunnel right now. It's basically a huge part of his existential journey, right? It's like, he's been, he was a hero. Then he was a warrior. Then he was a builder and he built his thing, right? And he was just super focused on this one thing, nonstop, singular focus. And then he was like, is this it? Is this, is this enough? Is this, is this good enough? Did I do okay? Should I be proud of this? Imagine the contractor we were talking about, right? This is a great example of like what happens at the tunnel stage or why men go and go through the tunnel. He's been crushing business for 15 years, right? He's taken on every opportunity. People love hiring the guy. He's the best. But he got into the business because he loves to build these super intricate homes, right? He wakes up as a late prince or a late builder and he's like, God damn, I never got to build that like rural children's school I wanted to build. All he's doing is commercial real estate. He's got plenty of money in the bank, but like, what does it all mean? He was like really into these quality rural homes with like traditional fixtures and all these things. But because of the money, he kind of got himself into a situation where he's just getting a lot, a lot of jobs for detail, like less detailed skyscrapers. So he just, he feels a little bit dark. He's like, ah, oh, I'm just building these like rectangles. Like, who am I? Right. There was a time where I was like, we we're making super intricate fireplaces and all these beautiful things. So he just feels a little bit dark. And a lot of times people confuse this tunnel stage with a midlife crisis, right? The classic, oh, the man buys the red Ferrari, like he's going through his midlife crisis. It's not really a midlife crisis. Actually, he's just trying to figure out like who he is on a soul level because he hasn't done it this far. He's been proving himself up until now. And the red Ferrari is usually not a midlife crisis, but it's usually just like a a returning back to boyhood, right? Like I had to grow up really fast. Usually the kinds of guys that do stuff like that, it's um, the guys that like were told at like age 12, well, you're the man of the house now. Maybe there was a divorce or maybe something something happened, something traumatic happened and he never got to be a boy. 
right? And so this is just him finally getting himself that thing that he wanted, right? So a lot of women misunderstand the tunnel. And the tunnel is intense. But when he emerges from it, he goes through it, he figures it out, he comes out a king. And what's also interesting about the tunnel, I actually was at a like a pool get together um, last week, and this woman was telling me about her divorce and how he had she had met her now, her second husband, like five years ago, but she had known him a long time before that. He was like kind of in their community. And right after her divorce, she had seen him and met him and realized that he was also going through a divorce. And he also had like a crazy health scare and so many things were happening and happening in his life. But all of that kind of led him to like quit this work that he wasn't really fulfilled doing, which is what he was doing while he was married to his first wife. And then he kind of figured it all out, came out of the tunnel and started something different and just started utilizing his skills um, and doing something that he really loved. So the tunnel can actually be brought on by some traumatic events like a divorce or health scares, these kinds of things. So it can make the tunnel kind of happen earlier than you would think. And usually this is like a big rearrangement for a man and what he what he values, right? It's, it's his soul really coming to the surface. Once he's figured that out, he knows who he is. He's not proving himself anymore. His whole life is about choice now. It's not about just building and saying yes to everything, right? It's about choice. Now it's now he's now it's time to enjoy the kingdom he's built. He's here to spoil people. He's generous with his gifts, he's generous with his time and his attention. So it's a complete 180 from the from the builder stage, right? For the builder, he's super focused on building. As a king, he's super focused on providing what everyone in his kingdom needs to feel seen. This is the time in a man's life where he really wants to spend it with his woman and his kids that matters so much to him and Women have a hard time, like really just getting this and really understanding what it means to receive, right? This is a lot, a lot of, a lot of people have, have tension in relationships during this time too, in marriages, because the man just wants to be, he just wants to be received. He just wants to be accepted for the things that he wants to provide and give. Whereas a lot of, you know, women in our society, we've been hyper-masculinized. So we have a hard time letting stuff go. We have a hard time saying yes to things. We have a hard time really accepting a lot of gifts and a lot of love and a lot of attention at this time. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. So his energy is just super infectious. It's a very powerful place to be. He's, he's finally arrived essentially. He's like respected, he's admired. Um, it's really, really beautiful. So, ah, the king. So after the king, the final stage is the elder stage or the sage stage. So just to do a little recap, we've got the little hero, save that he wants to save the day. We've got the warrior. He wants to compete and like show himself an adventure. We've got the, the builder. He's got to build. We've got the king. He's got to provide. He's got to provide. So now we've got the sage. So it's important to note that only 15% of men actually become elders. So lots of men just live out the rest of their lives as kings, right? And very, very important to note, not everybody becomes a king. A lot of men stay princes. 
through the rest of their lives, the men that are unwilling to go through the tunnel, that are unwilling to face their demons, that are unwilling to look at themselves, right? They stay princes for the rest of their lives. And um, that's really important to know. But the men that choose that end up becoming kings and then they go on to become elders, this is a beautiful, beautiful final stage of life, right? This is when his life is really complete. A man really feels like I had an idea, I had a vision for my legacy, and I've done it. I've done it, you know? Now it's time to serve, to be more gentle, because now my life is beyond ambition, right? My whole life has been about what am I going to (laughs) do? And now my life can be just about providing guidance, providing things because I'm called for it, as opposed to I should, I should just take care of this because I'm a man, because I'm the, the head of the household, I should do this. Now it's about oh, wow, I have a unique perspective that I can offer, whether it's young men, young women, other people in the community. Um, It's a really beautiful thing. So just went through all five stages. These are very important to understand that um, these are very specific to men and their lives. And when we can understand what stage they're in, I kind of, uh, I think in this moment, now that you've kind of heard the five stages, and you understand what's important in each stage. And you've also heard about like the three substages of the builder or the prince, like Allison calls. Um, you've heard about the tunnel, the king, all the stages. It's really fun to start thinking about yourself if you're a man listening to this, right? Or if you're a woman thinking about the men in your life and really trying to determine what stage they're in. Um, so, you know, I'm so excited to grow Venus and Mars even more. And I've become a little more clear on like who we're who we're actually talking about. And, and just to kind of say hello to all of you, it's, it's, it's men and women that, that want relationship, men and women that want deep, deep partnership, men and want, women that want to live in harmony with each other, but maybe have some roadblocks along the way of that. Um, and so I'm here to kind of just unlock different elements of life so that we can kind of like cross those hurdles together. So the five stages is is an element of life that if we can understand it, we can find more harmony and so on and so forth. That's my intention here. So I hope you've found something, a little nugget of information that has helped you. Think about what stage of life you're in. Think about what stage of life uh, the men that you know are in and start getting curious about it, right? Um. And that's it. I think that's perfect for today. The five stages. I'm going to keep expanding on this topic. I want to do a whole uh, episode where we specifically talk about the middle prince and relationship challenges that um, partnered people go through during the middle prince stage. So, all right. And until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.